0: Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Nicole DeVincentis, aka Chick 911 It's great to have you with us here today. If you've been following us all along, then you know we're in the middle of an entire transformational series of podcasts, which encompasses, you know, basically busting through some sort of a plateau in your life, starting over, recreating yourself, and taking yourself to the next level. Now, lucky for you, that happens to be my exact specialty. I am a muscular development coach, and I also also work in the personal and professional development space, and I actually assist you in busting through whatever plateau you are facing, whether this is athletic performance, in the gym sort of a thing, or any other area of your life. Welcome to your come up. (laughs) that's what we're going to be talking about today so we're bringing in some leadership concepts we started off with more of a transformational general leadership and we've dialed it now into what we actually call organizational leadership where you're putting into place some structures whether this is a routine you're focusing on one goal you're developing different character traits to strengthen your focus so that you remain committed and congruent moving forward and achieve your goal or go to the next level. Okay, the goal with this whole entire podcast, like we, we definitely inspire, we definitely educate, and we definitely empower you with tactics and strategies on how to go to the next level. But the difference here is that we don't motivate you. Okay. Motivation is actually a responsibility. All right. That's going to help you markedly. Once you own that, that motivation, I'm going to repeat that again. Motivation is a responsibility. It's not a feeling. Feelings are fleeting. Okay. They're based in your physiology. They're based in what you eat. They're based if somebody cuts you off in traffic and we're in the school to groom you out of having... Some of those emotions which are ruling your life, which actually don't contribute towards your success or towards the betterment of the team that you're looking to lead. Whether this is your family, this is people at work, this is some sort of an organization that you're building, a charity event, your, your sports team, or whatever. When you are in a leadership position, you are the beacon. And it's not that you're turning into a robot. It's not that you don't have emotion. It's that you don't waste your time, effort, or energy on useless, piddly things that do nothing to propel you guys forward. All right, so it's actually developing more of a mindset of a champion and maintaining your warrior heart. That's what makes you so awesome. Now, all of us get to a point in our lives where we either hit a cap and we're not making progress or... There's something in our life which we've been avoiding looking at, and that's what's actually impeding your progress, and you know what it is, it's just that you've been avoiding looking at the beast. Or, perhaps, you've gone through some hard times, as all of us have, and everyone has their own uniqueness, so this is not you looking and comparing to the person next to you, this is all about you. Personal professional development is all about you, so focus on your own shit, and then let's move through this, okay? When you go through a hard time, this could be a dampened financial time, outright poverty, bankruptcy, foreclosure, unemployment, okay, those sorts of things for a long period of time or severe period of time, okay? I've been in all those situations myself. I understand what it's like. It can be really scary, especially if you don't have a team and you're walking those steps alone. I know a lot of you are doing just that. And I want to applaud you for being on this podcast, because when you're walking solo steps by yourself, it can wear on you emotionally and physically when you don't have any sort of person or people who just simply get it. All right. So welcome. It's good to have you. So maybe some of you are coming out of really bad relationships this could be abusive relationships, you're coming out of partnerships with individuals who have any number of addictions, Um, you know, welcome to you. Everyone has their challenges and I understand when you are kept down in a particular dampened area or people have always shamed you or told you that you were no good or anything like that, it actually becomes part of your personality and even if you're not willing to admit it, it's a little story which runs in the back of your mind. And until we actually get in there and pluck that weed out all the way down to the root, you're always going to meet resistance. You're always going to find a cap and you're always going to find an excuse not to get everything in life that you want. Okay. So this is not going to be painful. This is not like having your wisdom tooth yanked out of your jaw all the way down to the root. All right. That's not what we do here. (laughs) We just kind of clip a little thread that's that's holding you in your way and today we're gonna be talking about your come-up okay so the statement is this embrace your come-up that's what it's that's what it's all about yeah right like the hokey-pokey okay and here's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna give you my best stuff now be advised that when you coach and you train with us we bring in the element of spirituality I personally believe in God and so I use his name I bring him into the teaching because I'm telling you from personal experience, he has single-handedly, especially during the times when I walked the road by myself, not to say that people didn't have good intentions or didn't love me, it was honestly, I, had, I was by myself and God was with me the entire time and is seriously the only reason why I believe I'm still standing here today, for more reasons than one. Okay, so when you're talking about your come up, this is what I want you to know. I want you to sit up a little bit taller in your chair. I want you to, you know, keep your chest up nice and tight. I want you to put your head up and I want you to imagine that I am sitting there in front of you. If you don't know what I look like, then look at my picture on this podcast and look at me in my eyes while we're saying this. And this is what you need to know. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. So I don't care where you've been. I don't care how long that you've been there. I don't care what obstacles are in front of you. Look up, I'm not finished talking to you yet. I don't care what obstacles, (laughs) like you're my kid. (laughs) I don't care what obstacles are in front of you, what your perceived reasons are for why you're not able to come up. Welcome to the Divincentis Training Academy, okay? This is legit where we honestly push ourselves to the next level and you are going to be surprised on how fast this actually goes. Okay, whatever brought you here today, welcome. Welcome to Training Day. (laughs) Did you ever see that? That's a movie, right? The very first scene. (laughs) Oh my God, that is a movie. Training Day is a movie. But this is all about embracing your come up. Okay, now here's the one thing I know when you go through hard times, the tendency is you have some semblance of a goal or something like you know that there's a better way of doing things or having things or whatever. It's critical. I've got a bunch of podcasts before we recorded this one leading up to this. It's critical that you start to identify and clearly define exactly what it is that you want. Instead of saying, What it is that you don't want. Here's the tricky part when you're used to dealing with shit, that becomes your normal. I've seen it, I've actually lived through it, and it's not until you get away from that bullshit that you realize how dysfunctional it is. Dysfunctional doesn't recognize itself. So whether you are living with individuals who do not honor like the general rules of respect when it comes to how you treat another human being, perhaps you're living in an environment or working in an environment that is top to bottom filthy. And I'm not talking just mildly lived in because you've got you know five kids under the age of five who are running around tearing your house apart which is a topic for a different day, I'm talking filth, I'm talking insect infestation, I'm talking you've got animals shitting and pissing all over your furniture and your floors, I'm talking rodent infestation, like I'm talking all of these things, like dampened, like that becomes your normal and you don't realize how dysfunctional it is until you step yourself out of it. So part of this awakening process is almost like getting smashed in the face, if you would, with a frying pan, like, holy crap, I knew, I knew that something wasn't right. And you get these feelings of validation, like, you know what, this whole entire time, I thought it was just me, but it wasn't. It was this, this, and this. Or I thought this whole entire time that I was stupid when in fact what it was, people couldn't understand me, not because I'm crazy, but because I'm actually Brilliant and my ideas go far beyond what the people around me are able to grasp and envision and Actually, I'm more advanced I may not have been awesome in school, but the way that my mind works is actually very, very high performing. And now I'm up out of the water. I took my cement shoes off. I can see the whole entire horizon because I'm not stuck just trying to pedal every single day in survival mode. I'm ready to come to the top. And every one of these situations requires you to step up into that leader position. Leadership is essential. And while I have a great deal of respect for the wonderful and... uh, awesome john maxwell who's really one of the, the world's top trainers in leaderships, and he in leadership and he describes and defines leadership as influence and it is i want to take it one step further and say that before you're ever able to influence other individuals not just for the initial thing not just like in a sales call where you influence them to to, to sign on the line not just where you influence them to join your team you have to have a separate skill set for maintenance and continued forward motion of whomever it is that you're leading and it all comes back to you actually leading yourself first because nothing is worse think about this times when you've been on a team maybe you've had a boss at work or some person who was in a higher position than you didn't do their walk and their talk didn't match And how terrible that was that they either had like a separate life, you thought the world of them, you got to know them personally, and they just had either a a completely absent moral code, you know, they were just like talking out the sides of their mouth and you lost all respect for them. Okay, leadership is self governance. It's the ability to lead yourself first. Okay, because people actually they will always model what you show them. And when you dampen things, you either do things low level, you set the bar to, you know, just barely enough to get by. And this could apply to anything. This could apply if you're coming from the home space, this could apply to chores. This could apply to your to your income structure, you know, I just want to get enough in order to pay our bills. Okay, that's low level. That's not going to take you to the next level. Okay, and I'm not asking you to increase your money income so that you can buy more stuff. It has to do with how do you position your family for the future. Because let's face it, prices continue to go up. Okay, so we go through economic cycles, you know, up and down, up and down with the general economy and the global economy, and you want to put yourself in a position where you're not affected whether or not gas prices go up 20 cents, you know, in in a a five-minute period from when you drove down the street the last time. I mean, that's all happened to us, right? And you're like, wait a second, the gas was just this much and now it's 20 cents higher? What the heck happened? How suddenly is this now, you know, more valuable or whatever? Okay, you want to be in a position where you don't have to worry about that anymore. Do you see what I'm saying? That brings freedom because you have time, you have peace of mind. Okay, so that's where I'm talking about when it comes to personal income. Okay, on the other side is if you are also in the professional space and you're just trying to match the numbers that you produced last month or this time last year, you're going to be phased out. People are coming fast and furious behind you to do things better, to do things faster, to, to, you know, move the needle in a very fast way. And if you do not have larger projections, you're going to get eaten up, right? I think now is a great time to be in business, but it's also a little bit harder because of the speed uh, and the velocity at which, you know, things are able to go and to grow. So what I'm saying is when you are coming into your come up, you've got to be crystal clear on exactly what it is that you want and then increase it a little bit higher. So I don't just want you setting goals where it's going to bring you up to the surface of the water. I want you to be above the water when you step into leadership. Okay. It's, it's the difference between standing underneath maybe a basketball net and looking up and waiting for the basketball to come through. As opposed to, you're being on top of the basketball net, having control of the basketball, and then just dropping it through into the net. There's a big difference. The leader is the one who's going to set the tone, the pace, and the steps of the team. But you have to model it. You will never be able to lead people into places where you don't go. Does that make sense? Like, you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you won't go. Like, that's the way that it is. You have got to start to change who you have been up to this point. The skill sets that you have, the knowledge that you have, the experience that you have, the wisdom that you've gained from life experiences got you to this point. But whenever you're moving to whatever the next level is, personal, professional, whatever, embracing your come up. You can't stay the person that you were. When you're setting new goals, this is what you need to know. And I repeat this on most every podcast so that the message gets firmly impressed into your mind is you have to begin making decisions as though you are the person who has the goal already that you that you're just setting. You haven't even taken any action on it yet. And you say, well, how is that possible? Exactly. You have to actually become somebody different. Because you have to do something different in order to have something different. If you continue to operate with the same mindset of the person that you are today, how can you possibly expect to get a different outcome? Right? Just like a baby's brain develops, you can't expect a three-month-old brain to be able to go to preschool or first grade. It's, it's not going to be there. That baby has to grow and develop. And even though most people stop growing maybe in height when they hit, you know, those puberty ages and then their, their growth spurt stops, your body and your growth and development trends don't stop because of that. Learning and growing is voluntary. You either choose to engage in it or you put your cement shoes on and you dig your heels in and you refuse to grow. The body is always in a state of adaptation. All you have to know is that the body is designed to keep you alive. You can train it. You can groom it. You can educate it. You can do whatever you want. And it's always going to follow wherever you take it. And the more dynamic you keep yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, the more agile you become. And then you completely obliterate whatever's supposed to happen in the aging process. I'm not quite sure because... Guess what? I'm right now I'm 45 years old. (laughs) I do handstand push-ups. Like I'm saying I'm in better physical shape now than I actually was when I was in high school. So The aging process, whatever that is, we don't approach that here as though you have one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. Like you're 30 years old, your life is definitely not over. Like it is never truly over. You are always, always, always one decision away from making a brand new life for yourself. You just can't see it because you're in what we call survival mode and you're just trying to, oh my God, you guys, I'm in my car. And there is a guy. He just peed on this wall outside. Oh my god! Do <laughs> so it again. The world. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a really nice suburban town, and this guy just came outside and just peed on the wall. Men. Okay. How all right. <laughs> Why should I be surprised? They peed on the wall when I worked in the emergency room too. Are you saying? <laughs> Anyway, it's going to require a different version of you. Okay, and so whenever you're operating in what's called survival mode, you're just trying to make it through the day. From when you open up your eyes until you go to bed, that's not giving you the time or the space to actually even think about creating something new, much less take action on it. So on these podcasts, yes, we give you information, but our goal, our ultimate goal, is to shorten that time period from idea inception, when you have an idea, idea inception, to execution, when you act on it. So idea, execution, right now. So when's the time to act on it? Now, and if it was up to me, it would actually have been done yesterday okay i take the the i guess fragility of life if you would the seriousness of life the gift of life very serious simply because of where i've come from my up you know my growing up i lived in a house with my stepdad who had cancer and he eventually died of that and life was always very fragile and precious and you never knew you know when death was going to come knocking on the door and when i worked as a nurse in er in critical care in flight you never knew it was you always saw all these situations where people would be driving down the street two blocks away from their house and get into actually a fatal car accident on a back like a side street of a neighborhood and poof like they were gone and when it is your time to go like you check out and when it's not your time to go you are still here and you're mandated to do something with the gifts that you've been given okay so what i'm telling you is that it's never too late as long as you have breath in your nostril and you are able right now to hear this guess what you have worlds of advantage beyond people who do not have the same opportunity as you right now okay so it's up to you on whether or not you choose to show up in your life and take the requisite steps forward you do not have to worry about how you're going to do this that will come to you everything always begins with the decision I am here and I am ready for my come up, or there has got to be a better way. I'm not even sure that I'm really ready for my come up, but I can't do this anymore. If that's where you're at, you're at the point where there's got to be a better way. I cannot live like this anymore, then welcome, okay? We're about to bust through that plateau. Now, what you should know is that I actually coach individuals on a personal basis, a one-on-one basis. Everything's done via telephone. Okay, that's when you're gonna get the most bang for your buck, if you will, because then we can dial in your unique situation, have a better understanding of where you're coming from and how do we actually move you forward to help you develop that champion mindset, maintain the warrior heart that you have, that fighting spirit, in order to channel your energies in the right direction. And that's towards what it is that you want, rather than trying to avoid what it is that you don't want. Both are going to cause change. All right. But only one is going to take you to the quote unquote promised land. And that's dialing in and focusing on what it is that you want. Okay. Pain avoidance is uh, refusing to look at the beast. Okay. And every single person, I don't care who you are. Again, if we're talking someone who's coming from uh, being a full-time stay-at-home parent, if I'm talking C-level executives, high, high-level producers, salespeople, entrepreneurs, athletes, anybody in between on that continuum. Everybody has an area of their life until you get into the habit of what we call personal development where something is not being taken care of. My high-level producers, typically your drawback is you having problems on the relationship front. You've been totally focused on your work and maybe with good intent. You've been a very excellent provider for your family. You're looking to establish security. You become very, very focused in and on your work and your relationships suffer. And then all of a sudden, one day, something happens and you realize like there is no one around me. That actually happened to me. I actually set out, this is the irony sometimes, is I never wanted to be a nurse. First of all, I never really even wanted to be a career woman. I wanted to have a family of my own from the get-go. Now, as I traveled along and my mom kind of like dropped a pearl very early on in my life because, you know, we had this whole, you know, cancer thing in the house and there's times we didn't have food. Like, we came from not as rough beginnings as some people, but I mean, we didn't have food sometimes. And there's other times we didn't have a car. And like, you're just like, it was always this very down pulling environment, just if you've been around chronic illness all the time. And it was just, it was hard. And my mom dropped a pearl of hope into my field of view one day and she said, you know, she said, why don't you go and become a doctor and you can solve, you can like, you can make the cure for cancer. And that actually kind of interested me. I was like, huh, you know what, I could do that. I never doubted for one second that I could do it. Academics was really not a challenge for me. Um, it was funny, and I say that not to impress you, but it was weird. I came from a family which was mostly entrepreneurial. Everyone in my family is either entrepreneurs or sales individuals. And either way, everyone, you gotta hustle, and you gotta you know, produce so that you can actually eat. Um, I was really one of the only people who ever went to college. My dad was the first and I was the second, uh, and really for a long time the only woman who ever went to college. But school was actually never really difficult for me. Um, I was quite advanced from very, very early on in life. And That was good and bad and they, they actually wanted me to skip grades. My mom said no So I maintained my current grade level and so really for me I could remember most of the things I never really studied a whole lot you know, I waited until the last minute to write like my research papers until the night before and <laughs> I was that kind of like I just it didn't matter but really what was happening is we were working in the home we were working. We had three businesses that we ran and operated outside of our house. Uh, one was a at-home daycare center. We had like I don't know seven or eight kids under the age of five or three, something like that. I forget. I probably blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> my mom was an avon lady and then after my stepdad got laid off uh because he had cancer we opened up a landscaping and snow removal business so he and my brothers took care of that and then i did like the bookkeeping for that and then learned how to do marketing and prospecting and order taking and phone answering for the avon business and then basically been taking care of people since my brother carl was born um and i'm four years older than him so nothing within like nursing was ever really a challenge because it just seemed, I mean, I've been taking care of people already. So really like none of that was hard. What was hard was the time management portion of it, that we were working a lot and I played sports and stuff too, but, um, I had some friends growing up, but for the majority of it, like, the home life really took a lot, and, you know, we had chores, and there was times when my stepdad would be in the hospital for months on end, and so my mom would be with him, and then, um... I absorbed a lot of the responsibilities at home to be able to stay home with my younger brother and sister and or watch these daycare babies and or do the the Avon business or, you know, chores, cook dinner, blah, 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 blah. And that's, that was just kind of like normal life. It didn't seem abnormal. And I remember not going to events because I was worried about my stepdad being sick. And I, you know, I didn't go to some sporting events, some of our games and things because I felt that he was too sick for me to actually leave, and that I had to be there in case he had to go to the hospital, and, um, you know, you kind of, like, that becomes your normal, and you don't realize until you get out of there, like, and again, like, our family, we had a lot of love in there, but it was, like, we were a working household, like, a literal working household, and we didn't have, like, luxuries or anything like that, you know, but we worked, together as like a business we were a very functional household and then you know years a few years passed by where he wasn't so sick anymore and then kind of like the culture of the household changed because he was home more and you know my brother carl and i still have like this holy work ethic like ingrained in us it's it's we're very very high producers and um I don't want to speak for Carl, but for myself, like that just continued on. So then as I went on to college, I continued to work. I worked full time. I went to school full time. Um, I did clinicals actually uh, far away from where I lived. I I took the L by myself through the west side of Chicago at like 10 o'clock at night because I did nighttime clinicals. And like I. I feel like I walked all these paths and they were totally by myself and meanwhile like some of my friends had cars and they had you know daytime clinicals and it just always seemed like my road was always harder and I never understood why that was at the time but I'll tell you even though you know you eat ramen noodles when you're in college like that's a normal thing um I was still supporting myself you know i had some college loans for a while i lived in the dorms for two years and then we had school loans and uh you know they got paid off and everything afterwards but even then i supported my then boyfriend while i was in college and while his dad was like paying for his college and gave him money like a stipend and gave him a credit card and i i can't even like it just seemed like the natural thing to do. And you can get into this cycle where you are like an overcommitted giver all the time. And it just seems like so natural. Like that's just what you do. You need help, I'm here to help you. And then you go into a service industry like nursing and you're like, I'm here to help you all the time. And looking back, like that was definitely the path where I was taking care of people in my immediate circle, but my home base was left vulnerable. Does that make sense? Like you can actually give so much, but you're not building up your own foundation. And you know, as time goes on, like your friends who are your friends, everyone got married, they started having kids and that was not happening to me. I was like accumulating a lot of people who just needed help or I think they saw like a mom figure in me and it was just like attracting this big tar ball pit of mess. That's how I can describe it. So, you know what? I I just did my own thing. I, I went and I achieved, you know, different goals in the nursing industry, started competing in a division of bodybuilding. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I am so flipping far away from my goals of having a family, like I can't even believe Excuse my language, how fucking far away I am. Like, how can this be? How can people tell me I'm a great person, that I'm attractive and all this stuff, yet I'm attracting these men who are basically the same person, just in a different body, who are like, what is wrong with you people? Like, they no moral code. Like... Ugh. It just got to be so frustrating. And I mean, how can this be? And so I went looking for a lot of truths, like trying to figure out what the heck. And then I thought about, all right, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be married. Maybe I should, you know, consider adopting children and that's going to cost this amount of money. So I, you know, I started working with an adoption agency and, you know, there's, you know, legal ways to go about doing this and how much money you have to raise in order to be able to pay for certain things without considering, you know, being paying for the mom who is was delivering the baby, like all this stuff. And I was doing this math and it never made sense to me, like, all right, I'm going to adopt this kid or these children. And then what? Then I'm going to have to work like three jobs to pay for the daycare in order to to have these kids so that I can work. And it seemed like no matter what way I was going, I was always coming up empty handed or short or disappointed in some fashion. Does that make sense? And I really just started to believe like, this is the life that was given to you You better freaking just accept it. And that's what everybody was telling me. Like, you're too old to have a family. You are just too old. You're too set in your ways. And it was brutal. Like I'm telling you, it was freaking brutal. And the bipolar part of it was on the flip side, I was competing with girls who were totally crushing it. They had see they were like moms. They got married when they were older. They were still competing. They were doing all of these things that everybody around me was telling me was impossible. And so it was like one side of my head saw this possibility. The other part of me was just like sitting in the muck and the mire with a bunch of people who had no vision or ability to see anything different. And it was a hard road to travel because I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision am I going to stay here miserable? Whether it was in a a certain relationship or in this situation, this work environment, or believing what people are telling me and this is going to be my lot for life or am I going to do something different and make it happen with the same amount of intent that I use to make happen my nursing career. Now, maybe you don't have a career in front of you, but guess what? You're here. So whatever you've been through to get here, that's going to be the same channel that you use to go to the next level. All right. All that has to happen is a simple reprogramming on what is your normal and we're establishing a new normal and that's all that's going to happen but what I'm gonna tell you is that as you're establishing that new normal you have what we call breakthroughs and you realize like whatever lies it was that you were telling yourself like they're total BS and whatever things people were talking to you about again they were total BS and you don't have to believe it you have to be so firmly committed to your goal to your dream that you seem like you're crazy to other people And as you start to break away, and as you become not only just committed in mindset, you are taking action steps in the direction of your dream or your goal, you're going to start to radiate kind of like a different energy field about you. And people are going to start to either question you, they're going to dog you in the beginning, They're going to try to beat you down to stay down wherever they are. But at the end of the day, you have to keep marching because you are so hell bent on where it is that you are going. And that's why you have to commit and identify exactly what it is that you want. When you're doing something to avoid something, it's almost like playing hot lava. If you've ever played that game, you know, where you use your furniture and then you just have, you're not allowed to touch the floor. It's hot lava. That's exactly what avoiding something is like, like what's going to happen and you're going to fall in, you're going to fall down, you're going to get burned. So many times what you have to do is you have to face the beast. Okay. That requires a lot of courage that requires you to expose a level of vulnerability for yourself. And when you expose a vulnerability, that's actually a strength. That's not a weakness. And the excuse me, the one thing that I love about working with everyone who I coach with is that um, I attract some of the best people. I, I mean, I can't even tell you, I could never have even picked like a better profession for myself. This one I know has been has been made just for me is that when I coach these people, and it's usually the men, you know what, it's women too. They go in there with 100% commitment knowing that they're going to get burned. I was uh, speaking with one of my clients just this past weekend, and he's awesome. Like, he's an entrepreneur. He's come from really, really, really rough beginnings. He's a badass, like, through and through, but seriously, like, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. He'd give you his shirt off his back. Like, that's the kind of guy that this guy is, and we were talking about (laughs) his challenge for the week, and he laughed, and he goes, oh, my God, that's going to (laughs) hurt and laughing and we were he's a coach also for athletes and we were laughing about how funny it is when you're a coach and your athletes like they know what they're headed for and like oh my god i'm gonna get my ass beat but you're willing to go in there and do the work and there's nothing more invigorating than coming out the other side even if you get your ass kicked the first couple times that you're in there like you know that you went in there you left it all on the field you went into the ring with the giant. you know most people would not even step a toe in there and you went in there and you you know got a couple scars but you came out the other end much stronger and remember that there was the story of david and goliath right goliath was like this big giant and david was this little guy with a freaking slingshot a slingshot Okay, not the type that you use to lift weights, but like the slingshot, like the stick and the rubber band with the rock thing. And he took a giant down. So if there is a Goliath in front of you, there is a David inside of you. And know that you can take the giant down, but you actually you actually have to look at the beast and you have to face whatever it is that's standing in your way and and to be determined that you are going to do whatever it takes to knock that MFR down. Now, I use those words like I, I do. I, I love God and I, I work to be better and better every single day. But this is what I've learned. When you are moving through tough times and you are here and we're encouraging you to embrace your come up, I know when you need to hear some harsh words. OK, so if you've not heard that before, you need to look at that giant dead in the eye and decide that I'm here. I'm going to take this motherfucker down. Okay. it doesn't mean that you do bad to people. The motherfucker can be any obstacle in your way. Okay. this could be financial difficulty. This could be an addiction that you have. This could be whatever it is. This could be your social ineptitude because you lack social skills, because you've never developed the the communication skills or the discipline of active listening and being able to verbally articulate what it is that you're asking for. Okay, you're just demanding cooperation from your people. Okay, so it could be anything like this is applicable to any area of your life. So you are here. And when you're ready to embrace your come up, like you got to announce your arrival. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to stay the same. I'm not here to just kind of like get by and do you know, minimal effort here. I am here to hit high level each and every time, because even if I miss, I'm still, If when I fall, I'm not going to fall down into the pits of hell. I'm still going to be falling relatively high. So welcome again to the Sennis Academy, <laughs> where we help to bust your plateaus. This is your training day. Welcome to your come up.